Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now, and with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall, and if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball, not go out and hand check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna me for my ambition. Welcome on into the Hooper's Log. It is episode 45 here on a, excuse me, 46, 46, episode 46 here on a FanDuel Friday in the uh, FanDuel studios here on Hoop on the Hooper's Log through CLNS Radio on blogtalkradio.com. In here, Simo Buckets, my name, and simobuckets.com is my website. If you'd like to check on into that, go on in, check about, see out more about who I am, and uh, also to check out more on Andrew Norris, go to Talk B-Ball now. Andrew Norris is here on the line today. Andrew, what's up, man? What is going on, Chris and the world? How are you guys? It's a, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's the generic, cloudy, uh, looks depressing Washington State here. Uh, nothing too fancy. Uh, we got football tomorrow. I'm excited to talk about the Green Bay Packers and the Washington Redskins today. I broke down the Vikings and Seahawks game yesterday, and I said that the Seahawks are probably going to win by a couple touchdowns. Um, it's going to be a close game throughout the game, but then come the fourth quarter, I think the Seahawks clamp it on down and they score an extra touchdown to take the victory. That's kind of how I see that game playing out. And then we'll talk about Green Bay and Washington here a little bit later. But outside of that, I mean, not really much going on here. Uh, just kind of, you know, same old, same old, working, doing the same. Nothing really changes, as you know. It's just all kind of the same yep. stuff uh, as time goes forward. Uh, we had four games in the NBA last night, one upset in the world of college basketball. Uh, and we got a big weekend coming up. Clearly, we have the national championship game. Do you want to do a preview today, Andrew? Or do you want to do our preview on Monday? I think we should do it today. I'm I'm down for today. Yeah, let's preview the national championship. We'll preview it today, and then obviously we'll talk about it on Monday before the game. Think about it. A week from today, we'll be talking about our halfway show in the NBA. We're halfway through the season next week. At the end of the week, uh, we'll We'll definitely give you that halfway show a week from today. It's going to be a big-time episode, and also set your clocks early. It's going to be on at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. It'll be on a little bit earlier, um, and definitely catch the podcast if you can't. I am going to be reviewing what we talked about in October over the next week, and then come that day, we're going to just break down where we went wrong, what we were right on, uh, you know, basically what trend certain players are at, which we didn't expect, where we did expect, all the nuances of what a half a halfway show are, half time, halfway awards, all that kind of stuff. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Andrew, you ready to get it going on the show? Let's do it. Let's do it. Kevin Hart, get us in here. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Getting four games in the NBA last night. Nothing 
outstanding, but it was a night where uh, the Atlanta Hawks dominated the Philadelphia 76ers, 126-98. to I said take the Sixers in the minus eight, uh, and plus eight. I was incorrect on that. The Atlanta Hawks came out and laid the wood to them. The Chicago Bulls, uh, Atlanta Hawks are now 22-15. and 15. The Philadelphia 76ers are now 4-34 and 34 at the 38-game mark. Clearly, as, you, as I stated, our halfway show, We'll be next week, and by then, half most of the teams in the NBA should be near the past, if not near the halfway mark of the season. The Boston Celtics could not quite get the victory last night. They lost to the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls got the victory 101-92. to They've now won six straight, and apparently they've scored nine straight games of 100-plus points the first time since, guess who, the 95-96 Chicago Bulls, the year they won 72 games. Pretty impressive stuff there as they're now 22-12. and Both the Atlanta Hawks and the Chicago Bulls play on Saturday. It should be one of the bigger games over the weekend in the Eastern Conference. The Houston Rockets get a victory over the Utah Jazz. Again, Rudy Gobert came out and balled, but he's still obviously showing some signs that he needs to come back a little bit better. He's healthy. He looks healthy. He looks good. But it looks like the Jazz need to kind of regroup and figure out what they want to do from here. They're 15-20 and 20 now as they drop to the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are now 18-19, and 19, looking like they're going to head into the halfway portion of the season at 500. And Kobe Bryant got to 33,000 points last night. Uh, it's funny how they say he's the youngest to get to 35,000 points. I don't understand that logic. The dude's retiring this year. Um, and But from the standpoint of, look, they should say he was the first, he's the fastest to get to, the, the better wording would be he was the fastest to get to 33,000 points. That would be the better terminology because he's retiring at the end of the year. Um, so good for Kobe Bryant and Adam. And, and this, was a, this was probably the best, most entertaining game of the night. DeMarcus Cousins had the lone white forward the performance. DeMarcus Cousins had a uh, 58 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. He had uh, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. That adds up to a 58 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. And he was outstanding in that one. Um, but the, 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 the Kings almost faltered in this one. They were up by 20, 25 at one point, And the Lakers cut it to four points and actually almost took the lead late in the fourth quarter. If, if I'm not mistaken, they actually did take the lead late in the fourth quarter at one point. So this was really one of those games where it was Kobe Bryant's last game in Sacramento. Obviously, you saw Vladdy Divock and Kobe Bryant uh, get the, you know, have their handshake and hug at the end of the game. And you saw Peja Stoyakovic. It's just one of those things where it was like, you know, Kobe Bryant's really on his way out. Um, good stuff there in that game. I, I didn't find it that entertaining. I watched the, I watched the end of it, and I was kind of like, well, D'Angelo Russell had a good game. He got hurt, though. Uh, you know, Julius Randle is – going through a little bit of a, uh, some tough times right now, but he's playing okay. You know, Jordan Clarkson obviously is outstanding. Uh, Sacramento is still a bunch of pieces that haven't figured it out yet. Um, I don't know. Andrew, what did you see from last night in the NBA, and what did you see from this one in, uh, in uh, Sacramento? No, I, I'm with you. I have a real difficult time getting excited over a Lakers-Kings game. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that, you know, games are exciting, but when you think about it, Every, everything in this game is probably at the end of the season going to end up being meaningless, except for the fact the Lakers got the loss, so now they're even closer to that top three pick that they need. They need to to keep the pick. Um, if the NBA was smart, they'd make the Lakers get the fourth pick, and then all the rumors about a rigged lottery are gone forever. Um, <laughs> the the yeah, Hawks, yeah. I mean, it was way too easy for the Hawks to beat the 76ers. Brett Brown said it. His team came out with no effort, no energy, no nothing. They just they wanted to get in, get out, go home, and go to bed. They knew they were going to lose the game, and they played like they knew they were going to lose the game. They're now 4-34. and 34. Um, The Bulls were on TNT, so we all knew they were going to win. We all knew Derrick Rose was going to take more shots than Jimmy Butler, and we all knew we were going to walk away 
going, maybe the Bulls are better than we thought. And then the next game they play, we'll go, oh, never mind. They're not. Uh, you know, like we were talking before the show, a six-game win streak is, is legit and by by any stretch. I mean, six games is quite a few games uh, to win in a row in the NBA. You're playing against best talent in the world every day. That is hard to do, okay? People don't treat it like it's hard to do, but six games is a lot of games to win in a row. You can't have one off night. You, you can't have one out of six off nights to win six in a row. Um, so the streak, the streak is, is a great streak for the Bulls. Um, and then the Rockets uh, – you just, I just want to see one game where they can just dominate, maybe win seven, eight in a row, just you know, dominate a couple games. But I just don't think they're any good. I think they need to go full rebuild because I don't think they have it. I don't think they're gonna have it. And, and you know, it doesn't. Their future doesn't look any brighter after this. They're gonna have a low draft pick, not a crazy amount of cap room compared to other teams. Uh, and they really gotta just get it fixed. And the only way to do that would you know, be probably to to rebuild completely. You know what? You know what? Uh, you know what? This Rockets team reminds me of, and I know this is, and it's just crazy because we we're coming up on our halfway show here in the, in a week, and it's crazy to say this because coming into the season we were so high on the Rockets. I mean, you had them going to the NBA Finals, deservedly so, um, and I had them going to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, we we weren't out of the out of the norm to say so, and and today that today, I know last night they both won, but they look like the Sacramento Kings. The Houston Rockets do. They look like a team full of pieces and not a team that is just, you know, has a collective core. They just look like a team that has James Harden doing his one thing, Dwight Howard doing his own thing, um, players really not getting in sync with the team. It's really odd. I don't know if you have, I don't know if you saw Instagram last night, but I followed Dwight Howard and he was hanging out with his boys uh, this morning and he's not really in tune with the team. It's really odd to see um, and to to, to 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 watch these 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 teams play. I mean, Sacramento is is in the eight, is in the ninth spot right now in the Western Conference. They're a half game back or a full game back of a playoff spot in the Utah Jazz. But realistically, these bottom two teams in the West stand no chance. Look, I don't care who you are. If Houston played San Antonio right now in a four game series, San Antonio would blow them out twenty points in each game. I, it wouldn't be even close. And Utah. Right now, they're young, they're injured, they're not this, but they're not going to compete against the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. They're just not. It's just not going to happen. Can Rudy Gobert go off? Yes, he can, but Steph Curry will go off. Uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green will go insane. I mean, that, that that would not be a good playoff matchup. I mean, the middle games right now in the Western Conference look good. Memphis at Oklahoma City would be outstanding. Dallas and the Clippers would be outstanding. But those top seeds against those bottom seeds would just look awful. And that's kind of where it's like it stands with me with the Houston Rockets. They just don't look like a team that's really even ready. And like you said, rebuilding might be the only answer. And you mentioned the Chicago Bulls and how they've won six in a row. That's, that is an outstanding streak, six in a row. Anything past five is pretty impressive. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, they are uh, they're 22 and 12. But I still don't believe in them from the standpoint of look, like you said, if Derrick Rose is going to take a lot of shots, if they're not going to give Jimmy Butler the whole keys to the car, on top of the fact that it's the Miami Heat and the and the Toronto Raptors, which I still don't believe are legitimate playoff teams, are going to be that high in the West in the Eastern Conference. This is still Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers conference to take they've won five in a row quietly Cleveland's won five games in a row so quietly that I don't think anyone's really recognized it they've won eight of their last 10 games Cleveland's playing outstanding LeBron James is proving why he's the MVP all together because he's just carrying the Eastern Conference 
on a daily basis. Let's go to the world of college basketball real quick before we head on uh, to uh, talking about some other news in the NBA. I don't know if there's really much else to talk about, but there are a couple of things I'd like to hit upon. Michigan State, they beat Illinois last night in a Big Ten matchup, uh, 79-59-54, dominating performance there. UCLA upset Arizona in the Pac-12. This was a more entertaining game than the Sacramento-LA game by far. UCLA winning 87-84 over number seven Arizona in UCLA. An outstanding game there. SMU just barely hung on to beat Cincinnati. Louisville beat NC State 77-72 in that one, and Purdue beat Big Blue 87-70. to um, So that was really what happened in the world of college basketball. This weekend, there's obviously a ton of matchups. Not tonight. There's no real matchups tonight in the world of college basketball. But over the weekend, one game to look out for, and I know people will be watching uh, football more than not, but Villanova and Butler on FS1 is a ranked Big East matchup. That is definitely a big-time game to tune into number 11 Villanova at number tw- at number 18 Butler. If you're not all worn out from, from football, tune into that one uh, over the weekend. And obviously, coming into Monday, we'll give you our new rankings of the world of college basketball. It should be week 10 of the college basketball landscape. We'll get you that all set up and squared away. In the NBA, some of the news that I saw today um, – you know, clearly everyone's talking about the all-star uh, uh, rotation being uh, being announced, and like we were talking yesterday about all the voting and everything. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's been it's just the voting has been been released. The second wave of voting has been released, and everyone's been talking about that. Um, another thing too is uh, people talking about uh, Ty Lawson and him being suspended for. His latest DUI, three games. Uh, again, it, people are all going to get all up in arms about only being three games. Look, though, he's losing credibility when it comes to his career and his reliability. Those three games are a lot more. There's a lot more behind the scenes with those three games than just three games. I mean, kids are going to see that and be like, he only got suspended three games for drinking and driving when the fine is like $10,000 and it just ruined your life and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It, there's a lot more behind the scenes than just the three games. He's losing credibility as a, as a player. He's losing credit when it comes to his ability to stay on the court. He's losing credibility off the court. He's he's not Johnny Manziel, but he is like kind of fading into that realm of like, what are you doing off the court? We we've touched on it. We touched on it from the standpoint of maybe this guy has an addiction problem. We don't know yet. Apparently, obviously, he went to rehab over the off season, um, but they finally gotten him in again for another potential DUI. And so that's that's and then, and it hasn't been. This happened like two three months ago. But still, it's it, it, it keeps coming back and keeps coming back to haunt him. The only way he can fix it is if he can find a way to get it done himself. Um, Andrew, is there anything else in the world of basketball you want to talk about before we preview tonight? Uh, real quick, at 2.35, uh, looks like the guys from Inside the Bets are coming on. Uh, Dre is in class right now. He's teaching some people how to do things. Uh, and then it looks like... Uh, him and FT will be coming on. Not only are they going to give you three locks for tonight's NBA, but they're going to give you a lock for each of the games uh, for the NFL playoffs this weekend. So make sure you tune in. Call in. Ask them some questions. Uh, They'll they'll be happy to answer. Uh, These guys are the best in the business. Sign up. Join the group chat. Let's win some money together. But like I said, 235, they'll be here. So we got 26 games on the NBA this weekend. We also have the national championship game on Monday. Um, it's going to be a light game, light day on Monday in the world of basketball. Um, when it comes to the NBA, there's three games on Monday. We're not going to talk about those today, obviously, but we'll give you a, a, a preview of those 26 games. We'll just fly through them in a little bit. Obviously, we'll talk about Green Bay and Washington 
and preview the national championship for you. So let's go through these uh, games real quick. Actually, let's preview the football real quick. Uh, Green Bay at Washington. Look, here's my take on the game. Uh, I want to I want to say something about this game because I honestly think that out of these, I mean, I mean, as a Vikings fan, clearly I'm going to be tuned into the Vikings and Seahawks game. I probably won't watch the Green Bay uh, Washington game live. In fact, I probably won't watch any of the other three games live outside of the Vikings and Seahawks game because just it's here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm a Vikings fan. Clearly, I'm going to watch it live. But the other games, I'm probably going to watch on NFL replay. And if you haven't gotten that yet. What are you doing? Go get it. Uh, it's, it's, it's outstanding television. It's outstanding uh, uh, promoting, uh, marketing, all that stuff. Anyway, um, uh, this is probably the most inter- – this is probably going to be – if you're not going to watch any games this weekend when it comes to football outside of the national championship game on Monday, this will be the game to watch. And I'm telling you, I think Kirk Cousins is going to light it up. I think Kirk Cousins is going to play an outstanding game offensively. He has been hot as of late. The last four games they've won in a row is Washington – I know they play in a pitiful division in the Eastern uh, Norton, NFC East. It's not a very good division. I understand that. But Kirk Cousins, I feel like this is his, his, this is his coming out party in this game. I think if Kirk Cousins comes out and beats the Green Bay Packers in Washington, that's going to set a standard for him for the rest of his career and could make, turn him into potentially one of the next best things in the NFL. It could be. And this could be his outcoming party. And, and what a better team to do it against than a struggling Green Bay team who cannot get themselves out of their own way. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been struggling. Uh, uh, a guy in Eddie Lacy has, has been just not playing well as of late. He's still a good player, but he's not playing as well as he should be. Um, but this is the game for Kirk Cousins to really come out and shine and show us, look, I'm here. I'm here to stay. I'm here to be the guy in Washington for the next 10 years. This is the game where it should all begin that legacy. Now, do I think they're going to win and then go on and win their next game? No, I don't think so. I don't think Washington or Green Bay are going to win in their next game. This game reminds me a lot of Kansas City and Houston. Both these teams are not going to win going into the next round. Now, could could Green Bay have a chance against Carolina or against Arizona? Sure, but are they going to win? I don't think so. The way they played against the Vikings, that there's no way they're going to there's no way they're going to come in and win one of those games. I just don't think you see it happening. Washington's probably not going to win either. But when it comes to this game and the entertainment value alone, that should be what makes you stick around. I think this game will be a high flying scoring act. It's going to be in the 30s, I believe. If if the over under is below 50, I would take the over because I feel like both teams are just going to duke it out in this one, but I think Washington overall is going to get the victory, and I think it's all going to be on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins. What do you see from this one, Andrew? What do you see from this last game on Sunday in the NFL? Dude, I'm with you. I'm on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. I, you know, I'm a Michigan fan, so I spent four years of my life hating this guy, but I, I am on. Uh, he dominated the second half of the season. I mean, look at his numbers compared yeah. to Aaron Rodgers. He had two less touchdowns, 300 more yards, and 32 more completions on 29 less pass attempts, okay? that This guy had one of the best seasons in the entire league for quarterbacks, especially the second half. The first half, he played, you know, how a lot of people thought he was going to play, and he wasn't that great. I mean, the guy led the league in, in completion percentage, 69.8%. 69.8. Okay, yep. there's very few quarterbacks who have ever done that, especially, you know, guys who have, you know, started less than 20 games in their career, right around 20 games. It's right. I, I'm on the bandwagon. I think the momentum keeps going. And I think uh, Washington, I, I think they beat Green Bay by 14 points. 
Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if they came out and just absolutely annihilated Green Bay in this game. Again, Green Bay just did not look impressive in that last game against Minnesota. Now you can make the case that maybe they didn't play their best game because they didn't really want to. They wanted to play Washington and set it up for this game. But we'll see ultimately on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon who really is the better team. I I I just think Washington has nothing to lose coming into this game. I don't think anyone expected them to get this far. I don't think they had any expectations coming into this season, and I think this is the kind of game where you have a team in Green Bay where everyone's picking Green Bay, but at the same time, Green Bay is not playing well. They have more pressure on them to succeed. Washington's coming into this game at home, no pressure, no nothing to lose, no one's betting on them. I, I, I just think that they're going to get it done and they're going to get the victory. I just I just don't see it happening any other way. So that week, that means this weekend I have Houston, Pittsburgh, Seattle, and Washington getting the victories in those ones. So that means Kansas City should be playing uh, Kansas City should be playing uh, New England. Pittsburgh should be playing uh, the Broncos. Seattle should be playing Carolina. And Washington should be playing Arizona. So that will be some fun games next weekend if we are correct on those ones, or at least if I'm correct. I don't know what you think. Andrew, do you agree with that? Houston, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Washington, or do you have a little different? I got Kansas City. Pittsburgh, okay. Vikings, Washington. I got uh, I got wow. two upsets and two favorites. Yeah, I got the Vikings. I you think, think- Ar- Ar- Adrian Peterson is going to uh, run all over the Vikings. I, I really think he is. Uh, wow. I think he's got going to – this guy just – I think he's going to want this more than anybody. Um, you know, when he did make it far in the playoffs, he had Brett Favre, and look who got all the credit. So now it's time for Adrian Peterson to lead a team uh, deep into the playoffs, and I think they take care of the Vikings. Although I think it's going to be the best game out of all of these, I, I I think it's going to be. I think honestly, when it comes to uh, weather factor, the way these two teams play, if you like, the, Sunday is going to be the perfect example of the first game. Seattle and Minnesota is going to be the game where you watch defensive, just grinded out football. Those those are the two teams that are going to grind it out and play defensive football. But then you watch the Green Bay Washington game, and it's going to be complete just offensive chaos. It's going to be balls throwing all over the field. It's going to be an outstanding game to watch from an offensive perspective. But I think, like you said, the best overall game is Seattle Minnesota because I think that just the weather alone is going to make it closer. But to hear you say the Vikings winning, wow, I'm shocked. I mean, I, I, has Calvin Johnson already joined the Vikings? I mean, I. I I am shocked to hear you say that because living out here in the Pacific Northwest, and it's not because I live out here, but I'm telling you, this Seahawks team over the last couple of years has really made me recognize how unbelievable this team has been over the last two years. They have just come out and just slaughtered teams in the playoffs. I mean, maybe the scores don't show it, but the way that they physically impose themselves is what I worry about. And I think the Vikings can hang because they're healthy coming into this game, but the thing is, is, is just the Seahawks and the way Russell Wilson's been playing uh, it's it's going to be one of those games where I, I think if the Vikings win, I may have to leave because I'm going to a bar to watch this game. I may have to leave the bar because I may get my – oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Now he fires over the middle, intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. See, I think that could happen. How do you ponder passing? <laughs> How do you ponder passing? Yeah, no, it's just uh, it's just one of those things where I, I could easily see that happening where the Vikings are playing an outstanding game. I could actually see it where the Vikings are up by three 
going into the final minute of the ball game and all of a sudden they throw a pick six. Like, I, I don't know. I could see that happening. Like, it's just, it's just how the Vikings roll and it's just how they work. But I think this year is different. I just think that when it comes to overall football, I think the Seahawks are just, are just better. But it would be fun to watch the Vikings win because guess what? If the Vikings win this game against the Seahawks, look, and I'm not going to go all homer on people, but it's, it's, a serious, it's a serious topic. If they beat the Seahawks, they play Arizona the next game. Who's to say that the way Arizona got beat by Seattle and with how well uh, the Vikings have been playing, because if they beat the Seahawks, let's just be honest, they would, have, they would have had to play a physically imposing game, a dominating game from their perspective, and then they go into Arizona with their heads high. The way they played Arizona last time, they could have beaten Arizona. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. And then if they, could easily, they could easily beat Arizona with the way Arizona's been playing. Now, I'm not to sit here and say Arizona's a tough, easy opponent because they're not. They've been one of the better teams all year. But they could, they could beat Arizona. And then after they beat Arizona – who knows? They could play Carolina or Washington or Green Bay. I mean, the only team out of those three that would be tough would be Carolina because their defense is vaunted. They have a tough, tough defense, and Cam Newton is always brutal to stop. But we have a chance. They don't have, an, they don't have any receivers to throw to. And if the Vikings secondary can get its, get its, 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 its teeth clinched into the, to the Carolina offense, who's to say we can't win a grind-out ball game with Adrian Peterson in the backfield? I'm not saying we would dominate because we wouldn't. It would be tough. I think Carolina would beat us, but that could happen. I mean, if we beat Seattle this weekend, we could easily like walk on into the NFC Championship game. And who knows? Once you get to the NFC Championship game, who knows at that point? So, um, but I, I just, I just don't think we're going to win this weekend. We play the Seattle Seahawks, and that's going to be absolutely brutal. Let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the national championship real quickly. Uh, we'll talk about more on Monday, Andrew. Who do you think is going to win? I think Alabama is going to win. To be honest with you, I think I think the spread is six and a half for, for Alabama. I think that's going to go up by the time the game begins. I just think Alabama is just too physically imposing with what we saw against Michigan State. How do you not pick Alabama? No, yeah, I, I I'm with you. Unfortunately. Um, I hope not because this is the first year we've seen where not all the recruits are just like automatically going to Alabama. They might not finish with the top five class. Um, and I think, right. I, I really do think after, um, if they win another one, that's when you're going to really be looking at, at some trouble. Um, it, it's, it's a dynasty, man. It really is. Yeah. It, it's something that no, no team in in the current college football setup is going to match, um, and I do see we have a caller on the line. Caller, I'll get to you in a minute. We uh, I, I'm, I'm going to screen the call first, uh, but you know no this, problem. This, this Alabama this, this Alabama team over the last five, six, seven years is just one of the one of the most amazing teams, especially in a in an era like today where social media and people have such an control over who goes where. Um, it's just right. amazing to see Saban able to do this. Absolutely. Uh, screen the call, Andrew. I'm just going to say something about Nick Saban before we uh, before we get to our caller. I wanted to say something about Nick Saban, too, first. First of all, Alabama, like you said, uh, a dynasty in the making since 2010. I mean, they beat Texas. After they beat Texas, they beat who, – who else did they beat? They beat? they beat Notre Dame. Then they beat LSU. They could potentially beat Clemson this weekend. That's four championships in a six-year span. How does Nick Saban not have – a statue. How does he not have a statue when he gets into the college football 
Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. You win four championships in six years, you better have a statue out front, and you better be talk, being talked about as potentially like a Bear Bryant-type type coach, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time if they get the victory in this one. I just don't see it being any other way. Andrew, who do we got on the line? All right, we got Cedric calling in. Cedric, how are you today, man? What's going on, bro? Hey, how are you? Oh, what's, man, uh, man. what's going on? What do you, what do you want to talk about? NBA. I'm, I'm mostly interested in NBA. I was just listening to y'all guys with the college. But uh, NBA, for the night, best value plays in your opinion. You think okay, in my opinion. Uh, all right, we are – we are having Dre, Dre and FP on. They're the guys we want to talk to for value plays. But you know, not to not to talk about myself, but you know, I did sell lineups back in the day. That was good for a little bit, uh, and then it all all went way downhill. Um, I think I think a great value play for tonight is Kyrie Irving, um, seventy eight hundred. I really think he's trying to find the shot. I think him and LeBron are on the same page as to where he can shoot when he wants, as much as he wants, until he is fully there. And at 7,800, if Kyrie gets hot shooting a bunch of shots, you are gonna get, you are gonna see some huge, huge numbers. Because um, I mean, we've seen this guy. We saw him drop 50 against the Blazers. Uh, it, it, we saw him drop 50 points twice last year. Um, I think a, a bad value pick for tonight. Yeah, yeah, against the Spurs. Bad value pick for tonight would be Carl Anthony Towns at 7,600. Um, good teams know how to take out rookies, uh, and you know, 7,600. Cleveland's a great team, Carl Anthony Towns. And, of course, they don't have, you know, the true center to match up with him, but I think they'll game plan against him enough and just stick LeBron and Andrew Wiggins. That's a game plan all in itself, and they'll be able to handle these Wolves pretty easy. All right. I, pretty, I, know you said, right. I thought you said Dre's going to be on in a little while. Yep, yep, Dre's going to be right. on uh, 235, Dre and FP. So make sure you're listening. All right. all right, Cedric, we'll put you on hold, all right? All right, buddy. All right. Cool. Yeah, no, uh, and I was just talking about before we, we got Cedric on the air, I was just talking about how how a guy in uh, in, in a Nick Saban should be considered as, you know, the Bear Bryant, the new Bear Bryant of college football. Look, if he wins a national title this year, that's four championships in six years. That's that's unheard of. That's just that's just insanity and crazy stuff, and I think that that will be, will be the case when he gets there. We're kind of stalling for time as we wait for Dre and FP. I know they got busy lives, and they're about to be on here probably within the next five seven minutes, and we only got about 14 minutes left in the show. But let's preview these games in the NBA real quick before we uh, get to them because they should be on the air by the time we get done with this preview, and we'll get to them immediately once the preview uh, begin, uh, Once the preview is over. For tonight, there's 10 games in the NBA. Toronto at Washington. I think Toronto gets the victory. Clearly, there's a couple games on ESPN tonight that you need to tune into. Uh, Cleveland at Minnesota, like we were mentioning there. Kyrie Irving would be an outstanding pickup. Uh, then you have the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Los Angeles Lakers. Look, they're obviously going to promote Kevin Durant and Kobe Bryant. Hopefully Kevin Durant can just maul Kobe Bryant in this one so that he can get his all-star voting up and people can recognize that he truly is the best shooting forward, uh, small forward in the NBA. Magic at Nets. Magic need this game. I know the Magic have creeped back into a playoff spot, being 19 wins, but they need to get this victory tonight so that they can get their 20th victory of the season and potentially compete for a playoff spot throughout the rest of the year. Nuggets at Memphis Grizzlies. Look, the Memphis Grizzlies have been playing outstanding lately. I think they'll get the victory there. Just mentioned Cleveland. They're playing Minnesota, the young Minnesota team. Uh, I think Cleveland gets the victory there. They're going to go to 25-9 and nine after this one. Indiana and New Orleans. 
you're going to see Indiana get a victory here. I think New Orleans is still trying to figure out their team a little bit. Anthony Davis is playing outstanding, but Paul George should go off in this one. Dallas at Milwaukee. Dallas is going to get a victory tonight. They're just the better team. They just are. They're just the better team. Milwaukee has been struggling as of late, as we've seen. Uh, The Spurs in San Antonio against the Knicks. Look, the Spurs have been dominating, and the Knicks going into San Antonio, they stand no chance. I think the Spurs go to 32-6 and after this one. The Miami Heat, 21-14 and against the struggling Phoenix Suns. They're going to get the victory there. The the, the Miami Heat will get the victory there. Uh, Golden State at Portland. Look, if Portland doesn't make a goof and not put C.J. McCollum on the board again, I think the Portland Trailblazers will make an attempt to be make this game close. I don't think they're going to win. I think Golden State's going to win, but I think it'll be a better game than people give it credit for. And like I said, Oklahoma City and L.A., I think Oklahoma City gets the victory there. And then on Saturday, we have seven games in the world of the NBA. Charlotte at the Clippers. Clippers should get the victory there. They've been a, they've been playing outstanding and under the radar. Like I mentioned earlier, the Bulls and, and, and Hawks. Bulls, I, I don't know who's going to get the win in this one. If I was you, I would just tune in and watch this game because it's going to be one of the better games we see. Orlando, uh, Washington in Orlando. I think Orlando's the better team, but don't be shocked if John Wall gets uh, finds a way to outsmart Elford Creighton in this one. Uh, Nets in in Detroit. Detroit's going to get the victory there. They've been dominating. I don't see anyone else outside of Brooke Lopez and uh, Andre Drummond competing against one another. Uh, Toronto in Philly. Toronto's going to beat Philly there. Miami at Utah. Look, Utah, if Rudy Gobert can find a way to, to implement his, 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 his power within this team again, I think Utah can compete, but Miami's the better team. Golden State at Sacramento. Golden State should dominate Sacramento in that one, although Boogie Cousins could go off for 40-20, and 20, as we all know. Um, and then on Sunday, there are nine games in the NBA. Uh, Pelicans at Clippers. Clippers should get the victory there. They've, again, been playing outstanding. Dallas at Minnesota. Again, that's going to be another fun one. It's a lot of uneven matchups this weekend, which is kind of odd in the NBA. Cleveland at Philadelphia, that should be an automatic win for them. Boston at Memphis. Now, that's an interesting game from the standpoint of Boston playing great overall basketball, while Memphis still has a couple of the two of the biggest big men, best big men in the NBA in Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol. It should be a fun one to watch there. Um, Boston in Memphis there, uh, Indiana in Houston. This would have been a better matchup probably before the season, but now looking at it, it looks like Indiana's the better team, which is crazy to say. Um, they're 20-15, and 15, Houston 18-19. and 19. I think Indiana should get the victory there, although Houston can shock us from time to time. It happens at, at you know at an occasion. Uh, Milwaukee at New York. Look, I think the, I think the Knicks are going to get the victory there. Milwaukee, again, has still been struggling. Greg Monroe clearly made the wrong choice not going to New York in the offseason, and I think the Knicks will prove it to him in that one. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets at the Denver Nuggets. I think the Charlotte Hornets will get the victory there over the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Thunder at Portland. Thunder should get the victory over Portland, and then Jazz at Lakers. Jazz should beat the Lakers there. We have we have a fantasy guy on the line. Uh, who do we got, Andrew? Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's Ray or Peter for the three-way call, so give me, give me one minute. Keep talking. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. No, I was just going to say, on Sunday, I mean, we have Oklahoma City going to Portland. Look, if the Sonics wouldn't have left the Portland Trailblazers, guess what? It would have been and Portland Trailblazers in this one. That's, have, that's what would have happened in this ball game. And, and unfortunately, since the Seattle Sonics don't exist anymore, the Thunder are going to go to Portland, and it's going to be a game where Kevin Durant, you know, think about this. Kevin Durant could have been on the Portland Trailblazers. You know, back in 07 when he got drafted, when it was uh, when it was Greg Oden. People forget Greg Oden was the first draft pick in 2007, 
and the Oklahoma City Thunder just swiped up, well, the Sonics at the time, swiped up Kevin Durant, and now Kevin Durant is turning into one of the greatest, if not top ten. He could potentially, by the end of his career, be a top ten player when it's all said and done, and the guy is now going to go into Portland and get and hopefully get another victory as they're the favorite team there. Again, I mentioned as I was flying through here, the Jazz and Lakers. Jazz are clearly, they're not playing well, but this should be the game against the Lakers that they find a way to bounce back. Andrew, who do we got on the line? All right, right now it looks like uh, FP hasn't called in yet, but we do have Dre here. Um, if you remember from last week, Dre is the one who originally started the group. Uh, you know, I play his lines every night. Uh, Dre, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Coming off a, a couple of nice victories last night with the uh, with our line, so looking to you know parlay that into some more wins tonight. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, I, yeah. I'm I'm extremely disappointed. Well, I'm I, I don't want to be selfish. I'm happy you guys all won, but I I worked late last night and never had. I good thing I didn't put any placeholder lineups in because I never had a chance to put the sure. lineups in. Uh, it's always the worst when you look at your phone. It's like seven oh three, and the and the yeah, line blocks at seven. That's always the worst feeling. Um, yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully we're gonna all win some money tonight because you know that's always a great thing. Uh, I, I'm gonna be stupid like I always am and bet heavy, but you know it's inside the best. I don't <laughs> think I don't think I'm making a mistake. Uh, so like I said, uh, for everybody listening, we are doing the three locks for tonight's NBA. I'm going to have, you know, extra question or two about some other players. Uh looks like I we believe have FP, FP has walked in. Yep. yep. FP, how are you? Yo. Hey, okay. So, so like I said, this is FP, right? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. The sound quality is a little bit better than last time. Just double check it. Um, so, so like I said, we're doing the three NBA locks. We'll do it from each of you. I'm going to throw out some extra questions. And then we'll get into the football for the weekend. Uh, we got about seven minutes left on the live stream, and then I'll go in the podcast. Hopefully you can squeeze it in. Uh, FB, gotcha. let's start with you. Uh, who are your three NBA locks for tonight's game? Well, uh, look, from looking at the schedule, what jumped out to me uh, off top was DeMar DeRozan versus Washington. They can't guard the shooting guard position at all. I could get 50 points on them on any given night. So uh, I will pay up for DeRozan tonight. Um, also, it looks like uh, Alfred Payton is out again. So I will go at uh, Oladipo. And I have a sneaky one at center position. I like Zaza Pachulia. Hopefully he's all rested up. You know, the match rested everybody on their, on their roster the other night. So hopefully he's rested up. So... I have him at my center position. Milwaukee can't – they can't rebound either. So, um, anything on the glass is going to be Zaza's tonight. All right. And, and, Dre, what are your three locks? Yeah, well, I'm with uh, with FP on the Oladipo. Um, anytime you can get someone with a ball in their hands the majority of the time and uh, as explosive as he is for 6,000, you got to take it and run. Um, I, I was debating between DeRozan or Lowry. Uh, and I think Lowry is the cheapest of the elite point guards playing tonight, so I'm looking to pay up for Kyle Lowry, uh, especially without Demario Carroll. I think uh, Lowry and DeRozan are both phenomenal players, and based on roster construction I'm looking at, my center tonight, I'm really liking uh, Lance Jonas from Toronto. 
you know, I think the Toronto Washington game is a big game to target tonight with a total of two oh three and you know, a small spread of uh just two points. Um so I'll be looking to go his way tonight. I mean FP's right, you know, with uh with the inability of Milwaukee to rebound the basketball and John has a good play, but I'm gonna be going a little bit cheaper at center, saving eight hundred dollars to go with uh Valance Jonas tonight. Okay, okay, and, and something I, I was talking about, Cedric called in, Cedric's on hold. I, Cedric, I do want you to stay on the line. Um, I am going to actually ask you a question. It's going to be uh, essentially, you know, about inside the best and about the group. In your eyes, what's, what makes it so great aside from the money? Because I do think there's a lot outside of that, um, and, and I do want to get your opinion on that. Uh, something I talked about, I said I did not like Carl Anthony Towns tonight at 7,600. I said normally the, the better teams in the league, uh, they they know how to handle a rookie, no matter how, even with how impressive he has been. Um, you guys think I'm completely crazy, or, or do you guys kind of agree with me on that one? Nah, he, he's overpriced to me. He's overpriced at this point. Yeah, uh, being a rookie, you know, being a rookie against – a team that does defend the interior very well uh, and also has a lot of slashers, could get him in a lot of fouls over early as he's been prone to. Um, so I think a smart GPP play might be to go with uh, Gorgie Dang at center tonight because I can see Towns picking up two or three fouls early and Dang or even Pekovic picking up some extra minutes because Pekovic now is taking some minutes away too, clogging up the, the interior for Minnesota. Okay, and let's get away from FanDuel for a second. Let's just talk straight-up basketball. You know, it feels like in today's age we never do that anymore. Uh, with You know, and, and uh, you know, I mean, when you got a chance to win money, that's going to trump basically anything else. But uh, do you think the – do you guys – and we'll go to Dre first. Do you guys think the Warriors are idiots for playing Steph Curry when the doctors are saying it should be four weeks he's out? Or are you guys cool with it and, you know, it's just if he feels okay, go ahead and play? I think that they're uh, being extremely risky, and it's not something that I personally would do. Um, we, we've seen that the Warriors are pretty much a shell of themselves without him on the court. Um, and, yeah, you know, he's still a very good ball player, but if you're going to the playoffs without him being 100%, I'd rather take the two or even the three seed, knowing that arguably the best player in the game today um, is 100%, then have the one seed with Steph Curry at 60 to 70 percent. So I think that it's a uh, it's a risk that's not worth taking for the Warriors, and I think they'll find that out sooner rather than later, unfortunately. FB? Uh, I kind of I'm siding with Dre on this one. The only I read something the other day is the only reason he's playing is that so they can keep the one seed and don't let the Spurs get it. I kind of agree with that, too, because in the West, it's, the seeding matters. You know, home court advantage matters in the West. If it was the Eastern Conference, I would say, hey, go ahead and sit out a month, two months, however much you need, come back when you're ready, and you're going to get these dubs. But other than that, if you're in the West, man, you're going to need that one seed, that two seed, you know. Um, so they don't want to give up ground to the Spurs. So, you know, I don't blame them for playing. Yeah, I, I think I think they're a bunch of idiots. We we touched on it last show. Me and Chris did. Um, I I get the one seed, but you got. I I said I would have sat them out until from the day after Christmas, I believe it was, until the Miami Heat game, which is on the 11th. Um, that would have been my stretch. I would have sat them out. You had an easy easy schedule. 
and I, you know, I think they're they're incredibly stupid for not doing that. All right, uh, All right now guys, we're gonna get we got one a, lock. Yeah, one lock from you guys, and then we got and then we we got about a minute on the live show. So so get your locks in, and then we'll just kind of close it out in the podcast. All right, All right we'll do it one. first. Uh, Chiefs Texans. Each game will go Dre first, then FD. Go ahead. All right, uh, Chiefs Texans. My lock is Spencer Ware at running back. You want me to give uh, the hand or we just flying through? FT now. We'll go FT. Uh, I will, I, actually, I will go uh, – instead of – I'll go with Macklin. Um, their run defense is pretty good, but um, they I don't think Kareem Jackson is not good to me. So, let's go Macklin. All right, then we – let's go uh, Steelers-Bengals. Uh, my lock is Jeremy That's Hill. a given. I'll go A.B. Who's that? A.B. Okay, uh, we got 25 seconds to get these last two in. Let's go uh, Dre first, then FT, Seahawks, Vikings. Uh, Russell Wilson, locking him in. Let's go with Marshawn Lynch. All right, and then Packers, Redskins. Uh, James Jones. All right, uh, we're moving on into the podcast now. We are going to keep Trey and FP here. Uh, podcast should be up soon. For all you listening live, make sure you go. Uh, it'll be in our Twitter, at Talk, Talk Ball now. Make sure you listen, okay? All right, guys, uh, we got a little bit more time now. Uh, what I want to do now, I want to get Cedric in here. Uh, and it's, Cedric, what I want you to answer, what, and obviously I, I'm not going to get all sentimental and weird on this because it's not like it's this uh, special thing, but it, it it is fun being in this group. What, aside from making money, do you not only take away from this, but just enjoy about the group? Um, ever since I came in the group, a bunch of professional guys, straight up business guys, I like, I like all both LP and Dre. They're real, they're real good guys. I don't even know them, but by just talking to them on the chat, what's that chat, they're real professional. I like. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm with you. I think I think that's such a huge part. Uh, and not only that, there, we have an extra line set up for uh, – it, it, it's just called Line Talk, where, you know, all of us can go post our lineups. I actually got uh, yelled at um, by a bunch of people because <laughs> I posted my lineup. I posted my lineup in the main chat before tip, and people aren't uh, – People really don't like that. They, I, I got like yelled at by like six or seven different people. Uh, you know, hands up, don't shoot type feel of that. But uh, <laughs> we, well, I mean, so you enter know, the it's, chat. Advice number one. Go ahead. No, I'm gonna say it's not that we don't want to offer you advice. The reason is, you know, we have seventy plus people in the chat currently. And a lot of people, they just click on images and look through the images to find our lineups rather than scrolling through the hundreds of messages a day. So if they see a lineup out there, they may lock it in thinking it's one of ours when in actuality it isn't. But we have no problem. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it wasn't anything that was bad. I get I get why people got mad. I just thought it was, uh, I, I thought it yeah. was more funny than it was serious. Uh, yeah, I also think. There, there is quite a few people in it, and this is one of my favorite parts because it's almost an entertainment value for me. I'm not going to name any names, but they, they do, uh, and it, I guess it is. So it's not something I really should laugh at, but they do treat it like a business. They get in this chat and they want to be professional. They want to have a strict set of rules, and if anybody breaks <laughs> them, it's like it's like you're killing some people. Um, you know, yeah. I, and and I want to get what. We we had a slower week and I I still went positive. You know you still you guys still killed the college game. Uh, just pro basketball was a little bit slower. Okay, and, and if you were smart with your money, you were fine. 
if you were done with your money, then you were done with your money. That was going to happen anyway. Uh, what is your guys' plan uh, differing this weekend and this following week to kind of say, okay, no more of these cold weeks? Uh, are you going to change up any of your strategies? Are you going to stick with it? Um, and, and just you know that you had the right lines, just things didn't go your way, which happens all the time in Daily Fantasy. Yeah, I thought about it. you take the lead on this one. Yeah, I, I thought about it a couple of nights, and honestly, I'm going to stick with it, man, because when you look at the matchups and the same research I've done and the same – I do the same thing, and, you know, we, we go undefeated, we we make we win tournaments, you know, and you do the same thing. Even though you got to look at basketball and it does switch at night, night in and night out, uh, you just got to really believe in yourself and believe the system that you have and, you know, got to understand that, hey, this is – this may happen. It's, it's a possibility that this happened because I, I believe two nights ago we were uh, 1.7 points from placing. After, you know, and it, it, it's just crazy. It almost happened again last night, but we ended up uh, placing on the Rondo deal. So it, it, it's crazy, man. Uh, but I, to me, stick with it. Stick with it. it may change a few minor things, but stick with, with what you know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in complete agreement. Um, I think basketball is one of the the few sports where you don't have a change of strategy because you know either you know it or you don't. Um, when it when it comes to like college basketball or NHL, when lines are changing and adjusting, or college basketball, you're talking about new freshmen coming every year. You know, I know I had a a rough stress with the NHL recently, so I'm taking a step back. I'm reevaluating all the lines and, and things of that nature. But, uh, you know, we had a couple tough beats. Um, I mean, the Bledsoe injury hurt both of our main lines when it happened. Uh, FP would have clearly cashed his line last night without any doubt if Rodney Hill didn't get hurt. Um, it, you know, it's, it's just these things happen. People go on cold spells. The best hitters in the world go in slumps. Kobe goes in shooting slumps. But, you know, they always come out. And as long as you're smart with your bankroll management, you won't have an issue. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys on that. Chris, you got anything for these guys before we let them get back to their life? You know, uh, actually, this was an outstanding show. Um, I was going to say we got only got about a minute left, and then we really should start heading out of here before everything closes down. Um, thank you guys so much again for coming in and providing your feedback and giving us those locks. Uh, it would really, really helps us out here on the FanDuel Studios and helps us pay our bills for CLNS. So, again, I thank you so much, Dre and FP. And clearly, Cedric, thank you again for calling in, fellas. Thank you. Well, thank no you, problem, and uh, we look forward to coming back on again. Sounds Absolutely. like a plan. No problem. You guys are all. You guys are always welcome here. And again, this is the Hooper's Lock episode 46. Uh, we got about a minute left in the show. Again, these fellas are all going to be out of here shortly, and we got about a minute left. Again, episode 46 in the books. Episode 47 will be here on January 11th. Thank you again for calling in. And uh, for all you guys out there, thank you again for listening. Uh, if you listen to the Apple Podcast, it'll be up. It'll be promoted here shortly. Uh, and uh, for those of you listening for the FanDuel lineups, you got your lineups in. You got everything you needed. Andrew, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thanks, Dre, FG, Cedric. Go sign up for Inside the Bets. Let's all make money together. Okay? And other than that, as I say every time, peace. And thank you again, everybody, for calling in. And also at the same time, thank you again for listening if you are 
Again, episode 46 in the books, episode 47 on Monday, January 11th. We will recap the world of football for you from last from this past weekend. Talk about the national championship game. Talk about the NBA and what happened over the weekend. And everything else, basketball, here on the Blog and Steel on this radio. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day.